Welcome to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insight podcast. Today, we're expanding our global reach to include the UK. And this episode is about the rise and rise of sustainability in that market. I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Tup, Consumer Insights Consultant at GFK, who's going to discuss some brand new findings and their implications. Hi, Sam. Thank you for joining us. So shall we dive right in with a really big question? What does sustainability mean to consumers? Hi, Lucy. Well, sustainability is a complex issue that can mean different things to different people and can cover a range of different concepts, including environmental concerns, social responsibility, and also economics. But for the purposes of today, I'll be focusing on the environmental angle of sustainability. Each year, as part of our Consumer Life Tracking Survey, we explore the issues that are of greatest concern to consumers. And our latest data released in July this year confirmed that despite the current financial pressures on consumers, they still consider the environment to be critically important. In fact, 70% of UK consumers consider environmental pollution to be a very or extremely serious issue, with global warming currently ranked third out of a list of 24 key concerns. Wow. So that's seven in 10 people in the UK are at least very concerned about the environment. But there aren't that many shoppers buying eco and sustainable products and services, are there? So what's going on there? Um, well, I guess some of this, but not all, uh, is due to the cost of living crisis, as many consumers are currently balancing sustainability aspirations with affordability. Whilst we know most individuals have the desire to act more sustainably, competing priorities like price and convenience are actually impacting their behaviour. There are other barriers as well, such as the perceived expense of eco-friendly products and a lack of knowledge about what is or isn't sustainable. While the majority of UK consumers feel relatively well-informed about environmental issues and problems, a third say they could be persuaded to do more for the environment through education. Some are concerned about product efficacy and they don't believe that eco-products work as well as regular products. Others still are simply just too busy in their current lifestyles. This is likely why uh, we see the simpler behaviours such as using your own shopping bags, recycling and conserving energy and water at home are the more frequently adopted eco-actions. And conserving energy and water also helps consumers to save money. So it's a win-win situation. Okay, so there are some consumers though, aren't there, who are leading the way here in terms of buying eco-friendly products and signing up to services that are more sustainable. So who are the more eco-consumers in the UK? Yes, that's right, Lucy. I mean, of course, sustainability isn't 
equally important for all types of consumers and some are more aware of and more motivated by sustainability than others. Um, using data collected in our consumer life study, we assign consumers to one of five green segments according to how eco-friendly they are in attitude and behavior. Deep diving into each of these segments enables us to better understand different consumer groups, who we should be targeting for different you know, categories, products or services, and how best to engage and communicate with them. Sitting somewhere between the most and least green segments, we have our largest green segment of all, which we call Glamour Greens. For these consumers, being green is more a status symbol, a badge of honor, and such consumers are eager to showcase their eco-friendly behaviors and purchases, whilst they might actually be less likely to partake in conservation behaviors at home, but companies and brands can support them by helping them to showcase those behaviors. But we can also look at different demographics such as consumer age. Interestingly, we see that while older consumers are more likely to take part in actions such as recycling and conserving both energy and water at home, younger consumers are actually those more likely to research brands and companies before making major purchases and they claim they're also more likely to buy brands, products or services that closely align with their values, beliefs and ideals, etc. Right, that's really interesting because there are clearly some quite different behaviours going on here. So how is this manifesting when it comes to actual shopping behaviour and purchase decisions? Well, when it comes to purchase drivers, whilst environmental impact is important, price and quality still lead the way in every single product category. These are the must-haves that every brand has to deliver on, even to be considered in the first place. That said, being environmentally friendly sits in the top 50% of purchase drivers in each category, but it's relatively more important in some categories compared to others. And what it means to be eco-friendly manifests in different ways for different products. For example, with appliances and electronics, key eco-purchase criteria are low energy and low water consumption. In fact, over half of UK consumers have bought an appliance with a high energy efficiency rating. And indeed, we've seen the market share of A-rated um, MDAs, major domestic appliances, double within a year. Consumers are also looking for products that can be recycled or refurbished at the end of their life cycle. And there's a significant market beyond new devices. This new circular economy is a maturing part of the landscape and is proving especially helpful for younger consumers as it's cheaper and more acceptable for them. We see supply chains developing to really sort of formalize the reuse of end-of-life devices, be it via trading propositions, device recycling, 
but also with manufacturers starting to offer or to offer home repair kits to support self-repair for consumers so that they don't actually have to trade in a product. In other categories, such as personal and household care, um, packaged food, as well as being produced ethically, the packaging that is used is also key. And overall, we see that the most desirable types of packaging are those that are biodegradable or compostable, or in some categories, refillable containers. Right. Okay. So thinking about this, some of these measures are, if to be replicated by other companies, are going to require quite considerable changes, um, for instance, in supply chain and investments for, from the business in order to implement them. But is doing that, so is this big commitment to investing in sustainability for businesses a viable strategy, do you think? Um, I'd say absolutely. I mean, to really now to even be considered to um, successfully be competing in the marketplace, we see that more than ever consumers are taking personal responsibility to protect the environment. And naturally, they expect brands and companies to be doing likewise. 70% of UK consumers agree that companies should be taking environmentally responsible actions. And this is actually the number one environmental attitude out of eight that we track. Global corporations are in a strong position to have a significant impact in this area and consumers perceive them to have more power to make change than, for example, the government. We also know that consumers are willing to pay more for sustainable and eco-friendly products. Recently launched across a number of key European markets, our sustainability index study measures consumers' willingness to pay more for items that are sustainably produced. Our latest wave of data revealed that two-thirds of UK consumers actually are willing to pay more for a major purchase if it's produced in a sustainable way. And I'd wager that in the future, being sustainable will become a hygiene factor, with many consumers only considering those companies and brands which really fully integrate sustainability into their processes and throughout the supply chain. We know that nearly nine in 10 consumers favor zero pollution manufacturing, with half of all consumers considering the manufacturing stage to be the most important from an eco standpoint, but almost as many are concerned as well about the transportation of goods over long distances, for example. Okay, so those are really convincing insights, aren't they? So for a company or brand listening to this podcast, what should they be doing to respond? What measures are going to make consumers actually pay attention to what they're doing and believe them? Well, recently we launched a CMO Outlook Index, looking at the views of global marketers in senior roles. From this, we know that around a third of marketing leaders believe sustainability and environmental protection to be an important part of what their brand stands for and as an area where they can differentiate versus competitors. However, there is some disconnect with consumers. 
And actually, there's quite a lot of work to do to convince them with awareness and trust remaining key challenges, but therefore also opportunities. Whilst 39% of consumers are interested in buying products with labels about their carbon footprint and or emissions, only 22% actually believe environmental claims that they see on product labels and or advertising. In order to gain a better understanding of the impact of eco-labeling on product purchasing, we've recently introduced eco-claims and eco-claims product feature into our sales data within GFK, which will be tracking such information from here on. These are claims such as whether the packaging is sustainable, if the product has been made with recycled materials, or if the carbon footprint has been lowered and so on. And as an example, we found that 71% of all smartphones sold in February this year had at least three eco-claims attached to them. However, for such claims to have a positive impact, and for brands to really be able to break through the skepticism of greenwashing, sustainability can't be an afterthought. It needs to be properly integrated into a brand's strategy and processes and should align with the values, etc., that the brand already stands for. For example, if a brand stands for innovation or caring or quality, or indulgence, we really need to consider how sustainability will move that message on. With a topic as complex as sustainability, messaging is incredibly important and brands must clearly communicate the way in which they are embracing sustainability and be able to back up any eco-claims they make with readily available data. As an example, Abel & Cole, a sustainable online grocer, recently ran an advertising campaign in which they referred to themselves as the inconvenience store. The company is tackling consumers' concerns over the carbon footprint of product deliveries and long transportation by offering inconvenient delivery slots to its customers by way of only delivering seasonal product to a particular geographic area once a week, thereby lowering its carbon footprint. And another company, Naked Sprout, promises to produce the UK's most sustainable toilet roll, which contains no bleach, no harsh chemicals, and no plastics. Whilst papermaking is traditionally powered by fossil fuels, Naked Sprout's factory is actually powered by on-site renewable energy which produces zero emissions. And I think one of their key messages is really quite powerful in that they say, we don't offset carbon emissions simply because we don't need to. Yes, and that's the toilet roll that isn't white, isn't it? It's sort of creamy colored, like coffee colored. Yes, that's it. Yeah, so that's really interesting. There's so much going on in this sector. Um, there's a lot of information in this podcast, Sam. Um, and although these podcasts, they're all about thinking about the future, I'm wondering if you've got a thinking ahead message as a final thought for listeners today. Well, 
to wrap up, I'd say, you know, we know that despite the current economic climate, consumers are still prioritizing the environment with shopper decisions increasingly shaped by consideration for the planet. But sustainability needs to be combined with other consumer benefits to draw mass interest. We need to offer appropriate, innovative solutions. Think about what incentives we can provide to consumers, how we can align positive environmental choices with real consumer benefits, be it saving money through energy efficiency or products with longer life cycles. And also, how we can make consumers feel better about making those sustainable choices. I'd say companies need to really consider what is relevant for them, what sustainability means in respect to their categories and supply chains, and messaging must be clear, resonate with the consumer. And finally, that any eco-strategies must remain authentic to what a brand already stands for. Thank you, Sam. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information about this topic, you can click the link in the description and please do make sure to leave us a review. Let us know what you like about the podcast. And of course, if you haven't already done so, do hit the subscribe button to keep up to date with the latest insights. We'll see you next time so you can keep thinking ahead.